Attention, all true believers. Bring your ear a little closer so you don't miss a drop. Hello, welcome to Alternative Airwaves. My name is Steve, and this is a music podcast. 
Um, if you are new to this podcast, which you probably are, I haven't uh, released a podcast episode in a couple of years, I would say. And coincidentally enough, it was also back in November, and I'm working on this now. Uh, today, November 16th, I'm on a vacation day, and I'm very excited to bring this episode to you. Um, I, uh, well, you know what? Off the top, I'm a little rusty on this. Um, you can check out the show notes and previous episodes and other blog posts at alternativeairwaves.com. If you have uh, have some comments, please feel free to send me an email altairways at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash alternative airwaves, but I don't check that nearly as much. But uh, those are the places that you can find me. Um, I believe I am on Twitter. I think my handle is airwaves podcast. Um, I I check that one even less than uh, than the other, uh, other methods of communication. Uh, off the top, I played Emerald Park. We wasted all our memories. That is a new track, new single from Emerald Park. It is a collaboration with Danish Daycare and the Lonely Sasquatch. Love that name there, the Lonely Sasquatch. It was mixed by Danish Daycare and mastered by Carl Granberg. Um, yeah, so if you're not familiar with the format of this podcast, traditionally I grab music from Creative Commons licensed uh, artists and uh, places like gemendo.com and blocksonic.com. Blocksonic is one of my favorite independent labels. Um, that's where a lot of these songs come from. Although Emerald Park, that track was sent to me to uh, to the email address uh, by their uh, record label. Um, but this series, I'm going to call it a limited series right now because I'm not entirely sure what the future of this podcast is going to be at the moment. But uh, for right now, this is a project that I'm excited about. So this series that I am introducing today is something I'm calling the album project, although I don't know if that name's going to stick, but uh, we'll call this part one. Basically, what I'm doing is going through my CD shelf. I have them, my CDs in these little miniature wooden crates. So I'm going through them one by one. Uh, taking them out of Apple Music, deleting the old MP3s, and re-importing the CDs as lossless uh, audio files. And uh, the reason I'm doing this, it kind of came out of um, wanting to make some mixtapes on cassettes. Um, I This sounds kind of weird, I guess, to some people maybe, but uh, I recently got a, I would say, mid-end stereo system. Um, but uh, I'm playing around with making some mixtapes and I wanted to have some lossless audio sources to put onto the tapes, which also doesn't make a lot of sense if it's going on a, uh, a lossy format like cassette tapes, but I guess in a way having the highest quality source format to go onto a tape will make the tape sound better in theory. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of where this project started and I, I kind of got in my head the idea to... Uh, to talk about these albums um, because I realized even though I'm picking up some CDs still now, uh, I, I've bought a few in the last uh, six months or so, um, these CDs, the CD collection is kind of like a snapshot of my life from the mid to late 90s to the mid to late 2000s. Basically, moments in time frozen between uh, my elementary school days and uh, uh, college days. Basically, when I stopped collecting CDs is when I moved uh, to a different city and started a my first full-time permanent job. Um, so I, I thought it would be interesting to see what music I was listening to and also what I think of this stuff now as I look back and listen to it. So uh, that's, that's what this is about, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and, and part of the reason for that is I get to listen to albums that I love, in theory, anyways. Um, so, with the, all that said, um, I'm going to start with... Uh, well, actually, before I get there, um, I'm going to... In, in each of these episodes, I'm not going through all of the CDs that I listen to, because um, I'm also not listening to all of the all of the albums, because there's, there's quite a bit. But uh, I'm going to list 
every album that I've imported for each crate, every episode is going to cover one crate. Um, I'm going to have them in the show notes and they'll also be on the blog, uh, alternativeairways.com. So you can see what albums are in there by either checking the show notes or checking out alternativeairways.com. So um, the first one I'm going to cover is Bare Naked Ladies uh, from their album Stunt. I have I have a few albums from the Bare Naked Ladies uh, in in this shelf, and um, where did it go? Ah. I have a few albums from the Bare Naked Ladies in this crate, uh, and uh, it my collection started with Stunt. I don't have anything older, so like. I don't have their albums with uh, uh, a million. If I had a million dollars, or or Enid, or or what have you, uh, but Stunt was. Um, I, I think this was probably my favorite album in grade nine. Uh, it was fueled by the success of their hit One Week, which was number one for several weeks in the summer. Uh, uh, I, I listened to the Rick D's Countdown show almost religiously every week. Uh, because I was excited that a Canadian band had a number one single on the air. But um, I also have Maroon, Everything to Everyone, and Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. I'd say Stunt is not as good an album as Maroon. And Maroon is the album that uh, I think think when I was younger in high school, um, I kind of listened to that as my, quote, depression album. Uh, when I, I listened to it when I was feeling kind of kind of like crap. But um, I would say, as far as quality goes, Maroon is the better album. But uh, in the... Uh, sorry, Stunt is probably... Uh, I, I think it's a favorite. It's a solid album, but it's, it, it's only okay. Uh, so here is a sample from Stunt. This song is In the Car.
Tizzer Crumpet Love with rebuffering there. Thanks for for that from Blocksonic.com. Um, so next, I want to talk about uh, this is an album I picked up when I was in college. It's uh, Matt May's When the Angels Make Contact. And the other Matt May's album that I had in this crate was Matt May's and El Torpedo, their self-titled album from 2005. Now, this Matt May's and El Torpedo, that's that's an okay album. I mean, I really like the song On the Hood, but overall, I, I mean, when I listen to it again... The the album sounds a lot like Joel Plaskett, uh, especially the song "Move Your Mind." Um, but I mean, Joel pa- Plaskett obviously came first before Matt Mays. But uh, it's it wasn't a very strong album. But I I the other night I listened to "When the Angels Make Contact" and I realized, you know, I don't I don't know if I ever sat through and listened to the whole thing. Uh, this is an interesting concept album. It was originally meant for a movie soundtrack. Um, but it's it's got a very moody sound to it, and I would say it's uh, it has a fuller sound, and there's there's a lot more nuance to the album, and I, I really liked it. Um, when I was in college uh, on our radio station, we played uh, we played one of the tracks that featured Buck sixty five, uh, but this song that I have sampled for you uh, was Rough and Tumble Come Down, and uh, and I, I thought that was that was a really good song and and i think um very representative of the album as a whole and uh, i really recommend it i think you should go seek out when the angels make contact it's from 2006 um so next though i have an album that is uh very aggressive is the best way that i can uh describe it i put this album on or i bought this album because it was featured in a soundtrack from one of the EA Sports NHL games. This is Queens of the Stone Age, their album Songs for the Deaf. Interesting album in the concept in that like they have um it's uh it, they have kind of a framing element to it where uh you know you when you start it up you hear the car seatbelt warning telling you to put your seatbelt on and then there's uh flipping through radio stations to um between the songs. It's it's kind of cool. Um, but, uh, the song that introduced me to Queens of the Stone Age was No One Knows. And I think that's one of the songs that everybody knows, ironically enough, but it is a very, very aggressive album. And it's, I I would say not for everyday listening for me, but, um, I put this one on while I was playing an NHL game. Uh, and, uh, it's really like slams you in the face, and uh, and this one that I played, I thought was a very great example of where this, uh, how this hits you in the face. So this one is, you think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire by Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs>
And uh, after Queens of the Stone Age there, we had Strange Highways, End of the Road, and Of Canada with Memories. Well, the next album, um, I had quite a few uh, albums from Ben Harper. Um, This one was Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals with their album Lifeline. And this one is a very bluesy album. And I remember I picked it up because it was a recommendation from my brother Matt. I can't remember when he recommended it, but uh, this was released in 2007, and I guess from there, I I kind of decided, you know, I liked Ben Harper, so I would pick up the rest of his album, so I picked up uh, his 2006 album, Both Sides of the Gun, and uh, his 2011 album later on, Give Till It's Gone, but... I I think I really my favorite would be the uh, Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals Lifeline. It's got a very bluesy sound. Um, I read a little bit about it when I was listening to the album. Um, it was recorded with all analog equipment, nothing digital, uh, and it was kind of like a side session for uh, Ben Harper and his band. Um, and anyway, it, it's really cool. And I I didn't so much like the other albums from Ben Harper that I have on the on the shelf but this one Lifeline was really good. So the the song that I picked out for this podcast is In the Colors. So here's Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals. Next in the crate, I have several Beck albums, and you may have noticed a bit of a, a, a theme, or not a theme, but a bit of a coincidence, but um, several several of the same artists. My crates are not organized in a very logical manner. Um, I originally had them organized in alphabetical order by artists, and then 
by uh, by release date of their albums. But one day when I was tidying up my studio down here where I have all my albums on the shelf, I decided to reorganize the CD collection. Um, very arbitrary. I just uh, I just lumped. So the first few crates um, have uh, albums that are from the same artist. So uh, in this case, uh, there was, um, you know, there's a couple of Queens of the Stone Age albums. There was uh, Songs of the Deaf and then Lullabies to Paralyze uh, mentioned Ben Harper. And uh, now there's these Beck albums. There's Johnny Cash, uh, Matt Mays, Bare Naked Ladies. So um, that's that's basically the organization of it. And in the next few episodes, you're going to hear... Uh, several crate, uh, crates with multiple albums from the same artist. Um, and it, other than that, there's really no organization to it. So Beck, though, I have two albums from, or three albums from Beck, actually. Uh, Guerrero, Guerrero Lito, and The Information. So the first two are both from 2005. Um, Guerrero and Guerrero Lito kind of make, it's basically one album, but they were released separately. Uh, Guerrero Lito was a remix album of Guerrero. I wasn't so much of a fan of this album. Um, it, it It's okay, but it's not exactly the sound of Beck that I'm used to. Like, I, I know in the 90s, like, I, I'm not expecting it to sound like... Um, like you know his albums in the in the late '90s, but I also like some of his songs. Like he had a, a cover, um, I, I I'm blanking on the name right now, but he had a cover of a song for uh, in the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that I I really liked. Like there are some songs where he can really showcase his voice and range and musical talent, but I didn't feel like Guerrero really showcase that although i did like the song scarecrow which uh, i'm going to i'm going to play here for a second before i get to the next album but uh, so here's here enjoy a few seconds of scarecrow before i i move on to the next album <laughs> And uh, the other album I have on the shelf came out a year later in 2006. It's The Information. And this was a fun album in the sense that uh, I, I, I don't know the exact story behind it, but when they released the album, uh, it basically you got the CD with a whole bunch of stickers and you could decorate the album the way that you wanted to. And I guess if you look it up, it has official cover art that I suppose you could recreate with the stickers. But I thought that was kind of cool that uh, you could design this the CD cover however you wanted to. So that, that's kind of cool. But the information overall, I feel like this is more uh, more of Beck's style of music. It's got some of the, you know, the, the semi-rap elements to it, but also showcases some of his, uh, some of his range. And uh, I, I think... This song uh, is a very, very good representation of the album, The Information. So this song is Elevator Music. Tight, super get it out of the frame I shake my leg on the ground Like an epileptic battery man I'm making my move Let loose like a bell Little works for wear But I'm wearing it well Tell me
couple songs there, Nick Falcon with This Month and Wooden Cabin with Something. Both of those come from Blocksonic.com once again. And this next one I have here is from Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton. This is a side project from Emily Haynes, who is uh, of Metric. Um, I have a couple of albums also by Metric on the shelf. So I I guess I kind of lumped... Emily Haynes in with Metric because she's the singer of Metric. Uh, So Metric albums I had on the shelf were Old World Underground, Where Are You Now, which is now 20 years old. Uh, That also reminds me that I graduated from high school 20 years ago. And then uh, Live It Out from 2006. And this one, Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton, the album is Knives Don't Have Your Back it came out in 2006 as well. This is what I would call another one of my college albums. Um, in 2006, in the, the first half of the year, um, my friend Dan and I, in our uh, radio program, we had uh, a show specifically devoted to playing Canadian music. And he got a whole bunch of albums in, and uh, like he was the music director for our station. And I think at at one point we had like a a CD sale or something. And one of the CDs in the, in the bunch was this, uh, this album from Emily Haynes. And I I think he recommended it specifically. uh, But I thought, you know, I like metric. Uh, I probably will enjoy this album from uh, Emily Haynes. And it's, you know what? It's kind of a, a strange thing. Like it's, it, it's almost like it's an acoustic, metric album or something but because I, I guess because I'm so used to hearing Emily Haynes's voice uh over the metric songs but this one is more a piano heavy album and it's it's kind of it I think it kind of has some of the same elements of metric music but just softer and and it just seems more reflective I guess Unfortunately, I don't know if there's any other albums from Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton. I I really should look that up, but uh, that's something I'm going to do another time. But the song I selected from this one um, is called Reading in Bed. Who's in a bad mood? Who's in a taxi? Okay, next up, uh, we have Sloan. Uh, this is uh, an album from that I I love from uh, from the '90s. Um, I think pretty much my introduction to Sloan would have been uh, when hockey arenas played Money City Maniacs all the time. Uh, you've you've got that that you know that siren sound at the start and the and the heavy guitars, and also there's she says what she means. Um, I mean, there's some very, very guitar-heavy, like guitar riff-heavy songs in uh, on Sloan albums. But as I listen to more Sloan, um, you know, I appreciate some of their more intricate songs. Um, uh, one of my favorites being um, uh, "The Rest of My Life." Uh, I really like that one. It's a uh, it's a pretty interesting song. So on in the crate, I have four albums from Sloan. I have Navy Blues from 1998, Pretty Together from 2001, Never Hear the End of It from 2006, and A-Sides Win, which was released in 2005. Uh, Never Hear the End of It is what uh, what I've picked to highlight in this show because um, this I, this is another – you know what? There's, there's a lot of college albums in this shelf, uh, in this crate. Uh, this one I – I was very excited for the release of it. I was looking forward to it. It's a 30-song album, uh, but it still is only one hour. So it's like some of the songs are very, very short. But one of the cool things about this album is that uh, it the songs like flow from one to the other. There's, it's a seamless transition between many of the tracks. And I, I think it's, it's a very cool album, and uh, I think it's well worth your listen 
Um, it's uh, it's got a lot of great songs, very very much in the style of Sloan, if if that's a way to say it. Um, and uh, there's there's some singles from this one. I think who want. Uh, oh, what is it called? Who wants you to live like that? I think it is. Um, let me just double check that as I as I'm talking here. So I'm gonna waste a little time. Um, yeah, the single we played on the radio station uh, in our college days was "Who Taught You to Live Like That." That's the name of the song, um, and uh, that came from the album "Never Hear the End of It." Um, but the one that I am picking for you today is called Everybody Wants You. I really like this song. It's got that got a nice deep bass to it and uh, and good drums. And I think it's a really cool sound from Sloan. So uh, enjoy this one. Look it up when you get the chance. Um, it, I, I will have links to all these songs to their Spotify links because uh, that's the service that I use. But I'm pretty sure all of these songs are available on all major music platforms. So please enjoy Everybody Wants You from Sloan. And that's a wrap on this episode of Alternative Airwaves. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to format this going forward. So this was kind of a bit of an experiment as the first episode of this series. Um, So hopefully I kind of iron things out a little bit in uh, the next bunch of episodes. But um, let me know what you thought about the show and, and the concept of looking through my album crates. Uh, you can, once again, find uh, find old episodes and blog posts at alternativeairwaves.com. Uh, send me an email, altairwaves at gmail.com. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash alternativeairwaves. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm going to finish things off with a song from Muddy Bell, I Got Time.
saw you staring empty. Say where you been, babe? I can't get no rest. Well, she said I'm cold, love, and I got no money. 